0: more confident capable surgeons and even more importantly patients who can see explore more stories like dr strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact
2: so i'm in the in the fitting and they're putting the iron man costume on me and it's a little snug and they're like well it's this is this isn't really working and i'm like well, you to let out the crotch small, a little bit, you know? Like, it's your... This is your job. I
0: had
2: a nickel. Damn. Hey, welcome to Hollywood Handbook, an insider's guide to kicking butt and dropping names in the red carpet lineback hallways of this industry we call showbiz. Uh, what up, what up? Uh, I'm Hayes Davenport, and I'm here with, uh, with Sean Clements. What up, what up? Well, tis the season to get screeners, as it were. Uh, around this time of year, there are... Eight to 12 packages
0: on my doorstep every night when I get home from really working hard, which is a thing I want to say. I work very hard. People think that because I love what I do and because it sounds fun to make movies Mm -hmm. that it's not work, but it is work. Sorry, just that's a side note. But I've just been pissed lately that a lot of, you know,
2: my family members have been calling my job play. It's all work. I mean, sometimes you're shooting 80, 90 days a year. Uh, You're going in and recording voices. You're doing press. Uh, You're looking at reel after reel
0: of girls taking their clothes off mm for the big scene in your movie where Mm -hmm. you need to have a really sexy girl in that scene or it's not going to make sense.
2: And when you're not doing anything, you're, you're, it seems like you're not doing anything. You're figuring out what you're going to do next. And that's work too, choosing the path. Anyway, speaking of paths, let's get back on ours. Anyway, I get home from work and here's eight to 12 packages each Mm -hmm. night. It's a total of about 300 movies is what they send me. And these uh, these are, are screeners. They're sent by the studios during award season so that people who vote on these awards can watch the movies and make a decision about whether, whether to vote on them. It's not because they can't afford to go pay for them in the theaters. It's because the companies that make them basically want to pathetically beg us for our votes. Yes. Uh, so we get all these screeners, and there's a message... When you put the screener in that appears on your screen, which is why they call them screeners, and it says, when you finish this movie, I'm paraphrasing, but uh, please destroy this disc by breaking it in half. Because otherwise, the movie gets into the hands of these these pirates. And, uh, and pirates, as we all know, are the biggest threat facing the movie industry today. Uh, I don't want to get too fired up about pirates, but the short version is people work really hard on this material, and the fact that you're going out and distributing it for free is just a great big middle finger to the, all to all the people who put their blood, sweat, and tears into this And I would go one
0: step further and say that you're putting the middle finger, you're sticking it inside their ass, and you're wiggling it around in a way that's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So it's not just flipping them the middle finger, but you are jamming it as far up as you can and you're moving it sort of against the walls at awkward angles mm-hmm. to kind of make them pretty uncomfortable with where you're putting your middle finger.
2: Yeah. And TV, you know, just as one example, like if you're distributing TV for free, all they get is ad revenue from the from the shows appearing on TV. And, and with just ad revenue, TV's going to go away. Sorry. You know, if you like it, you got to pay for it. Now, I don't own a TV, but I know a lot of people
0: do. Mm-hmm. And that must be a pretty scary proposition. For that to go away. Mm-hmm. So think about that.
2: Anyway, we uh, we take this warning on the screeners very seriously for that reason. We don't want these movies to get into the hands of pirates, and so it's very important for us to to make sure that doesn't happen. So this is a segment called a Disc, disc, Tisc, which is where we give our listeners, because we do have a lot of industry people listening, advice on how to dispose of these screeners, and if... Uh, if our non-industry listeners do ever get into the industry, they'll need to know some of the ins and outs in terms of... Or
0: if they find a screener on the street that was dropped by someone careless, Giovanni Rabisi, they may be afraid.
2: Yes. They don't want to get arrested, go to jail. Because that's one of the easiest ways out of the industry is to be trusted with these screeners, which are laser tagged with your name... And then when they get on the open, they realize that you were the one who leaked it. You, mm-hmm. you might not be seeing any so more movies after if that. If your watermark shows up
0: mm-hmm. you know, in the corner of a, a screener that's been pirated onto the internet, mm-hmm. Darren Aronofsky,
2: you may not be able to work with a Hayes or a Sean next yep. year like maybe you wanted yep. to. So our advice for, for when you get these screeners, what to do with them to make sure they don't get into the wrong hands. What we do, first of all, is we, we don't watch them. Uh, no, no, that no. that's the fastest way. If you love movies as much as Sean and I do, and we uh think movies is the best, uh the fastest way to get information about a movie out into the public is to watch it, and then you just gotta talk about it. Yeah, and if you catch yourself
0: talking about the movies, and then the movies is just available to everyone, basically from mm-hmm. some of the stuff you said, which is a little too specific, Maggie Smith. And so when you're talking the movies and everyone
2: who can hear you is listening, yeah. that's breaking the law. Yes. Because we, Sean and I, our knowledge of cinema and the Miss and Sen and the Chiaroscuro and, and, and the denouement and the, and the cameras is and the speakers is such that when we uh, talks about some of these movies, the people listening can basically go recreate them for themselves. We like we express it in such detail, and sometimes the movies we're uh, we're describing is even better than some of the ones that we originally saw because we like to make little natural tweaks. Natural storytellers, and so if you are one of these Hollywood ripoff
0: artists that's going to listen to us and then go make something similar, Kevin Nealon, mm-hmm. then that's against the law.
2: Yes, that's breaking the law. Uh, and that and that is federal. That is federal. So good luck. The other thing we do, uh, th- so nobody else can watch the screeners either, is we drop them right in the tub. And then because of how the technology works, that shorts them out. Nobody's able to see them anymore after that. And what's in the tub? Applesauce.
0: You need something thick and viscous. It can't be mm-hmm. just water.
2: The screeners are too smart now for that. Then what we do is we create sort of a decoy screener uh, so that the people who are prowling around our properties, tra- pirate bait, <laughs> trying to get at our screeners, uh, they get the fake one instead. And sometimes we c- cast these new screeners in sort of a way we wish they had been originally done. Like for the Wolf of Wall Street, I thought Idris Elba would have been really uh, great in that role that the little shrimpy guy. Did like he just didn't, he wasn't as intimidating as a wolf, I think, should be.
0: Yeah, and for uh, Inside Lewin Davis, I mm-hmm. thought there was a real missed opportunity in not having uh, Gilbert Gottfried um, and Bobcat Goldthwaite in the two lead roles, sort of doing some crazy voices. Mm-hmm. Because as great as that movie was, the voices were
2: not very crazy. Mm hmm. And sometimes, regrettably this does happen, we will create a decoy screener and it will get out into the world and it will actually become a popular movie that does end up getting awards. Uh, this happened with Silver Linings Playbook a couple of years ago. We just sort of threw together this idea of like, uh, like this guy's crazy and they they go dancing and uh, we like football, so we threw some football stuff in there and like uh, Bobby De Niro is in it and, and that... He just happened to be over. Uh and so that, that thing we shot as a decoy we were having a meeting of uh
0: gentlemen who share a particular uh attribute. Uh De Niro has this, Hayes and I have
2: this, yeah uh, who are um Endowed with, uh, uh, with sort of a, gift, a blessing, uh, yes, yes, which uh, uh, so to speak. Uh, and we talk about to explain
0: to people who don't.
2: Yeah. We talk about sort of navigating the day to day,
0: the and, ins and outs, uh, resisting the urge to uh, perhaps um,
2: unfurl uh, b-
0: or, and uh, insert into. Uh... Anyway, Bobby was over it, for that. Yeah. So we shot him uh, sort of being mad at his crazy kid. And we didn't know Chris Tucker
2: was in the movie. No. He, he was sneaking in. He sometimes stands outside our window hoping to get into shots of our movies. And he did get into that one. And as we all know, that was one of Oscar's faves last year. So after we've shot the decoy screeners, uh, the real screeners get loaded up into the into a time capsule, and we shoot them right into space. Because those are for... Basically, if... if if another civilization and i do believe that we are not alone in this universe please it is so cocky and narcissistic mm-hmm. to think that in a universe which is infinite you're the only intelligent look at life. the numbers look at the books uh you know the, the the math is right there we we are we have we have company so to speak mm mm-hmm. mhm and if we are ever, when I should say we are uh, visited uh, by some of our galactic neighbors, what I want them to know about us is that we did movies. Is that we did movies and also that we broke the movies when, when it's because we were scared of pirates. Yes. We're assuming that they will have the technology at that point. Will be far along enough to recover the data uh, from us throwing the 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 screeners in the tub. And
0: that is actually why we do it that way in the tub. And Hayes and I don't ever punch the movies because yeah. that would
2: actually that shatter would destroy them. them. There is no technological <laughs> development that, that 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 they could uh, recover from one well placed punch to a screener. One medium speed punch from either Hayes or I would basically disintegrate the screener so that there was no evidence it ever existed. And I'd also like the aliens to see what a breath of fresh air Jennifer Lawrence is in this era we live in of, like, Everyone's so these coached. anorexic models and, like, people thinking that those are real women. and just And just spouting out these
0: rehearsed statements, and it's like, is anybody a real person anymore? Oh, yeah, one person is. It's so
2: refreshing to see an actress with big titties rise to to this level of fame because usually you're not allowed to be famous if your titties are really big. And so she's on she's on billboards, she's on bus ads with her titties right out there for all to see. And I that you know call me crazy, I think that's really brave. Yeah, and it's a, it's a great point. I don't think people are talking about
0: how there hasn't really been any full-bodied actresses Mm -hmm. it's all these twigs and these bony skeletons Mm -hmm. and it's like such a breath of fresh air to see some juicy titties spilling out of a dress on a billboard
2: not caring it's like she doesn't care what anyone thinks she's like yeah so, so my titties are big so what she's not
0: ashamed
2: the way that Women are and are told they should be. She carries herself with a very refreshing confidence, and uh, she gets the Hollywood Handbook Bravo Keep It Up Award for this week. We've got a killer guest coming up today.
0: Andy Daly from TV and Movies is here, and uh, we're going to talk to him a little bit about some of his famous characters and uh, just really get into the good stuff with Andy when we come back. Hollywood Handbook. i've caught him you know rummaging around in the trash and he pulls out the scratch off and he goes sir you've thrown out a winner and i go yes for like freaking ten thousand bucks i'm not gonna bother with
2: that crap." he goes
0: can i cash it no it's my trash
2: yeah get your own trash it's so frustrating they didn't earn that yeah Hey! Hey! Welcome to Hollywood Handbook, an insider's guide to kicking butt and dropping names of the red carpet, line back hallways of this industry we call showbiz. We have a very exciting guest today. We we sort of like to think of this as the the intro to other Earwolf podcasts. We're sort of the gatekeepers. Yes, people uh, come to this one, and we uh, in, in that way we like to tell you sort of what's coming up around the network to sort of spread awareness to these guys who are really sort of like our family. Uh, and we have a very exciting guest today in that vein. Uh, Andy Daly. What's year. up,
1: bros? I'm well, so excited to be here. He's I'm, doing. Thank you so one much. One of his little.
2: One of his characters. Uh.
1: <laughs> Sometimes I throw around bros. <laughs> Not all the time, for sure. But under certain circumstances, you know, people don't know we're doing this kind of late at night. And uh, the hour is right for throwing down bros. <laughs> Felt really natural over here, Andy.
2: <laughs> well, it sure
1: did here. I'll tell you that. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for uh, allowing my me and my show to pass through your portal, your portal, your portal that this show is. <laughs> and, and also, the other reason I'm excited to be here is that a lot of the time when I'm speaking publicly on podcasts or on television or or out, you know, wherever I am on stage, which is, as you know, my first love. Mm-hmm. I, I sound, I try to sound humble about show business. But yes. this, is, this seems like a safe zone to like really kind of take credit.
2: Because you don't credit. want to hurt anyone's feelings, right, 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 people right. who might not have gotten to the places that you've gotten. Sure. So a lot of times it seem the, like it's not a big deal. A lot of yeah. times
0: the people hosting these podcasts are doing it because they couldn't cut it elsewhere. Yes. Uh-huh,
2: right. And well, that's not the that's case that's not here. the
0: case in this one, right, right, right. so you can feel free to boast uh, you're not going to make us blush.
1: I guess I try to project an image a lot of the time, like I'm just some regular normal guy who's just sort of stumbled into this fantasy world of show sure. business, and mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, Wow, it's weird here and whatever. You know, the reality, of course, is I'm far from a normal, regular person. The three of us are, you know, we're special. Yes,
2: exactly. It's also a better story Mm -hmm. uh, that somehow luck was involved for you, or. Uh, like that, th- it wasn't always going to happen. Like, what right, kind of story right. is like you were born? Or talented even that it was like and... hard work. Yeah. Like exactly. a lot
0: of times, people talk about it's, hard work. Right, right, right.
2: That's not as if you could work hasn't your way in. Been hard. <laughs>
0: yes.
1: We can say that here on this show, and not mm-hmm. in many other places. It hasn't been hard. Mm-hmm. No. And uh, and there's yeah. I mean, there's nothing weird about it. You know, and we're
2: and we're special. So that feels great to just say it. This isn't the first time we have crossed paths uh, with you, Andy. Mm-hmm. We we have, we have sort of a little history. We haven't spent much yeah. time sitting down together, uh, but I feel like Sean. And I no, we get... have a lot of walking
0: meetings. If we're yes. if we're going to have a meeting, mm-hmm. it's a walking meeting. It's, it's and... like an episode of a Sorkin show with us. I mean, yeah. It's all yeah. walking talks. It's up in the canyons,
2: or you know, hi, Aaron. But we, um, I feel like we almost get mistaken for you mm. a lot mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. because people remember. Well,
0: I remember that the, the, there was a transition period. Sort of, you used to do a weekly show, right, on Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. Yes, called The Daily Show. Yes, yes, uh, that and was, it was the it was Daily the, Show, the Andrew Daly Show. Yeah. And so, at a certain point, uh, we were kicking around ideas with the execs. You were kind of bored with it, and we said well, we think mm-hmm. we could be that funny literally every single day, right? And so, yep. we brought in doing, but we the said the daily title show. works. We, we said, said something about this love the really title. does fit. We love the title. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, Hayes and I at that time were doing this sort of Tony Clifton esque uh, mm-hmm. sort of brash insult comic character uh, by the name of
2: Craig Kilborn. Mm-hmm. Where uh, Sean would sit on my shoulders, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you
1: guys had a suit that it looked
2: like. Yeah, it was yes. who's in the suit. You never knew who was in the
1: suit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so we sort of brought that to the screen, mm-hmm. and people didn't really notice the difference. Yeah.
1: What between my show and your mm-hmm. show? Yeah. Yeah. And that was a that you know, I w- and I was ready to move on, so it's all cool, you sure. know. There's no hard feelings there at all.
2: I was ready to move on from the weekly daily show. And you guys uh and that's I- good that you were ready. That was a good coincidence that you were ready to move on just at the moment that they were forcing you to. Yes, exactly. That was right. th- 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 that was a lucky thing. Yeah, I mean it's
1: hard to say. I mean it was one of these weird things where I took a meeting with Comedy Central and I'm I'm saying the words, I'm ready to move on at the precise same moment that the president of Comedy Central is saying we need you to leave the building. Mm. Like we said that simultaneously. And I sa- and then I simultaneously said, "I am going to See myself out while he was saying, This security guard is going to walk you out of the building. We, but I mean, to the point where I didn't even necessarily hear it. Only later did I go, Wait, what was I hearing while I was talking? And it was that. And I know well, that's I was the saying. universe. You, you know, you, yeah. you
2: visualize your own uh, reality. Right. And so you saying, Oh, maybe it's time for me to move on to the show is like the universe responds and the ratings uh, collapse. And yes. so you, you you sort of get what you put out there. Oh, I think that's you know? very true. Yep.
1: Absolutely. There isn't a single that's been a, a, project in show business that has failed where the person behind it did not desperately want it to mm-hmm. fail. Mm-hmm. Every single time. That's, I, you know, I'm working on a book, a showbiz book mm-hmm. called y- You Failed Because You Desperately Wanted To. And that's, I mean, that's the whole, that's all I have so
0: far. Well are, I, are, I, are you I won't read it because I can't relate. Uh huh. Right, no, I know.
2: But uh, but some people will really find that helpful. Yeah. What's the process been so far for uh, Do you are you doing it yourself? Are you sitting down with a guy? Okay. Oh no, no, no. I sent
1: it to a team of writers in India that are, you know, they've got like I don't know what 50 or 100 guys on a floor there's and they, so many
0: people they there. bang
1: out these books that's what it's the same company bill o'reilly uses for his mm. uh mm. you know lincoln and kennedy books and stuff like that it's just like 100 guys on a
2: floor in india mm. and they do great stuff they do great work and do you uh, have you read the stuff they're sending or like are you just going to read it when it comes out if if you you
1: know i'm going to probably ask that it be broken down into bullet points mm-hmm. for when i promote it you know what yeah. i mean yes um and that cuz cuz basically the person who's interviewing an author has bullet points sure you know why should the author have any more than that and they're that's
2: not going to interview attitude. those guys in India you know it's not no, like no absolutely not this is not to be, like. be insensitive but they wouldn't understand what they were saying it just wouldn't make any sense their my, accents are yeah. so heavy and they and they aren't successful or famous it just wouldn't make any sense why would they do well, so? well
0: why am i being interviewed that's the only right. question they would have yeah, yeah. Well,
1: and from what I understand, if one of them was interviewed and talked about their role in writing any one of these books, they would immediately be
2: put to death. That's just part of the deal. Mm-hmm. you know. And it's a good deal. Hey, that's India. And Sorry. it's better than the alternatives over there in a lot of cases. Mm. Oh, I don't even... I, no one knows what those alternatives are. Uh, we, we wanted to talk a little about... You have this uh, this character-based... Podcast coming up. Yes. Uh, do, do do you want to speak on that a little bit? With no, the, with I don't. Premise? Oh, okay, okay.
1: <laughs> no, I will. All right, I will. I will. It's a new. It's a new podcast here on the Earwolf Podcast Network. Mm-hmm. I assume you're on the Earwolf Podcast Network. We're in their building. Yeah. And uh, it's called the Andy Daly. Po- the funny thing is, I listened today to the teaser episode, mm-hmm. and I got it wrong in the teaser episode, which is very embarrassing. The teaser episode begins with me getting the title of the of the podcast wrong and uh that's a real rookie mistake <laughs> you got you really got to try and get the name right Was
2: well, this one of those things where your manager you wake up that morning and you call your manager and they say what are you what am i doing today and they say right. oh you have a podcast now yeah and so you go you just show up at the mic yes and sometimes you haven't been fully briefed on what this thing is that you're supposed to be doing
1: apparently not and i fired i think i fired nine people this morning when i heard that podcast I just said, I fired one guy, and I said, and pick eight other people, and you fire them. And So I don't know what the upshot of that is, but firings have occurred. But anyway, it is called, and I'll read it here because Paul Eftonikman's wrote it on this table. <laughs> the, it's called the Andy Daly Podcast Pilot Project. Uh-huh. Very easy to invert po- podcast and sure. pilot in that. And they, work, they both work. But anyway, the point of it is, it's, uh, uh, it's going to be eight pilots that have been compiled That have been contributed by aspiring podcasters, Uh, and they put together pilots. For you know, that's it. (laughs) It's late. It's hard to explain, but I think people understand it. Sure. We spent a thirty-minute podcast explaining it. Me and Matt Gurley and uh, and Scott Ackerman explaining it to one another, and we grappled it. We wrestled it to the ground. This concept.
2: Well, we, we wanted to, if we really want to drive it home, we had yeah. sort of a game we thought we might play because as okay. actors, Something the fun, three of yeah. us, mm-hmm. uh, we all play characters. That's sort of what I like to say acting is is, pl- is playing characters.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting way of looking at that. Yeah, but we've we've looked at it that way and we've always said that. Um, huh. So you play so many characters, really? Mister Everybody, they call mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wanted to play kind of a fun game called yours mine or ours and the way the game works is okay. we are gonna name bundles of characters and then you go yeah. in, and just dig around in your noodle and go are these my characters are these their characters or did we all do these characters together and i, oh. I think it's gonna be fun and so we'll just rip off a couple bundles uh character bundles yes 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 yeah Justin is a uh, as an example. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as example. Okay, yeah, now I'm feeling right? the late thing you were talking uh-huh. about. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, to start off with, uh, I got three iconic characters. Yeah. you know, Are these yours, mine, or ours? Ferdinand the Bull, mm-hmm. Charlie Hunnam, and Elmo.
1: I feel like there's almost a trick because I did do Elmo from 98 to 2001. I was the voice of Elmo for those 3 years, but I've literally never heard the words Charlie Hunnam together. It's not that doesn't mean I haven't done it, but I don't think that's my character. And what was the third one? Ferdinand the bull?
0: God, I played a lot of bulls. Kind of a gentle bull? I have played a lot of bulls. I got to say those aren't mine. I'm very sorry, Andy. Those are your characters. Those are my characters? Those are yours. Did I play Ferdinand the Bull? Yes. Wow. And I created these characters, you're saying. Hey, nobody said this game was
2: going to be easy. Yeah, you came up with those. You did Mocap. Uh, for Ferdinand the Bull in the children's book, in the original children's book, they okay. get someone to do motion capture. Oh yeah, uh, and you did uh, sort of the Andy Circus role of showing up and getting right, in the bull Right, ball right. I was covered in the then, ping pong balls. Yes. Now, of course, I remember. So that. someone could draw you.
1: I remember both being a bull in ping pong balls
2: and being timid.
1: Yep. yep. and then yep. Uh,
2: Charlie yep. Hunnam. What is that? He's the actor who uh, who starred in Pacific Rim this past year. He's on oh, Sons yeah. of Anarchy, and you played him in his story uh, just a couple months ago. Oh yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Sorry. Yep. You know what though? If th- that, what I do when I look at a script, I say take the names out. The first mm-hmm. thing I do before right. I even read it, I say take the names out because what you do, it doesn't matter what a character's name is. People don't say one another's names to one another mm. in real life. Because it's, yes, it's, yes, exactly. it's all just people. Yes, exactly. Because it's all just people in if, the movies. And if you're trying to communicate a lot to me through your choice of the name of a character, then it's lazy writing. I say take the names out. I'll find out what I need to know about the character from what he
2: says. I, uh, taking sort of a method approach, I see exactly where you're coming from, Yeah. Uh, but I really want to get immerse myself in the character, so I say, with this character, mm-hmm. take his name away and change it to my name, because I want it to be, yeah. I want to be able to sink into this character, and if I hear a different name, it's going to take me out of it. That's even better. Yeah, I'm not going to turn around when, if they're talking to me. That's not my name. Unless they say
0: mm-hmm. my name. It doesn't make sense. Because I want it to be relatable.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's great. I, I learned something. I just learned something.
0: I do that, and then also I, I have one name that I'll have them use a lot if they don't want to use my name. Trick Dastardly uh-huh. is a name that I think is very strong. You <laughs> go by that name a lot. If they, if the, for some reason the scripty is unable to mm-hmm. plug my name in. Oh, I see. Uh, frequently, I've written the script yeah. and I'm directing the film, mm-hmm. and it's too confusing to have my name be the characters' names. Yeah. So as a stand-in, Trick
2: Dastardly is a name I'll use, sort of, and I think it's got a real zing. Sort of said it's that got in, a real zing. Internally, when he thinks of his own name, and it's just sort of internal monologue, that's how it comes out, you've said. I like to go by Blanket Jackson. Ooh.
1: I'm, uh, I ask people to call me that a lot, and it feels great to hear it and to think that that might be me.
0: Hayes, did you want to lay a character bundle sure. on my man?
2: Yeah, let's, let, let's <laughs> do another bundle of characters, and, and, and you'll say something about them. Uh yeah. these three characters are Mr. Yeah. Bean Oh yeah Osmosis Jones mm. and Gandalf I think those are mine Sorry, oh, those are not oh, your characters. None of us played those characters. Oh. Mr. Bean was played by Rowan Atkinson. Oh, okay. Osmosis Jones was voiced by Eddie Murphy. Oh, uh, And uh, Gandalf from the Lord of the Rings movies was voiced by Ian McKellen. And we did say there would be a lot of trick
0: questions at the beginning of this, and we did say that several times. That
1: is very, very tricky.
0: Yeah, we did say yeah. that. I'm not sure Eddie Murphy was Osmosis Jones. I think it was
2: Chris Rock. I actually think it might have been Chris Rock, too. Yeah. This is a Hollywood handbook. timeout. Hey, guys. Uh, this is uh, this is Hayes and Sean. We just wanted to take a quick uh, time out from our uh, interview with Andy Daly uh, to uh, talk to you guys um, straight up. Talk a little bit about what what happened just yeah. now. Um, you may have heard uh, when I was talking about the movie Osmosis Jones, I mistook uh, Chris Rock for Eddie Murphy. I said that uh I said that Eddie Murphy was the voice of that character uh, when it was Chris Rock and uh, Scott Anchorman reviewed the tapes uh, and he has requested that we do uh, we issue
0: a formal apology a
2: formal on air apology and uh, I think that's great I we I appreciate that he's not censoring us and uh, I I think it'll give me something to think about um, as always we don't
0: edit this show in any way yeah so. We think it's important that you hear the raw version of one actual good man making an honest mistake and having to pay the piper.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, And, of course, I have uh, the utmost respect for uh, Chris and Eddie's careers uh didn't mean anything uh, as far as they're, they're both friends of mine, and uh, I think that's why I get them confused, because I do have so much respect for both and of them. And
0: just to clarify and answer some of the nasty rumors that I'm sure will come out, Hayes does not think that all SNL cast members look the same. I know they were both on SNL. Uh, and, and, and
2: I despise that attitude, honestly. Putting them all together in one box is I, is, I think, one of the biggest problems that we face in Hollywood today, and I like to think that with my career I've tried to fight that as hard as I can so it makes me just sick uh to think that I would be do do anything to hurt those two guys or any SNL actors who are
0: help of course that he confused Bill Hader and Chris Kattan just a few months ago at that awards show but it's an unfortunate
2: coincidence and that's it so uh time in and uh back to the back to the show sorry
1: and Gandalf, from what I understand, was in the course of even a single one of those movies played by thirty or forty different actors. I mean, yes, well, e. Ian e. McKellen was one of them.
2: They were all. We talk about Andy Serkis, but he he it played was, pretty much every character in Circus was Gandalf in all, too in, in all those movies. You yeah. can
1: t- you can sense that watching it. Mm-hmm. Ian McKellen is an old man; he can't wield a staff like that. Something's mm-hmm. going on there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I knew something smelled fishy, and then we finally dug it up, and it sure does stink. Now the <laughs> the next you dug bundle. up a fish? Did it was it? <laughs> yeah, we dug up the truth okay. fish, a missing fish. And it, and we got it and it sure does stink. Now th- this last round's worth double the points. Uh how many yeah. Alright, never mind. Okay. Uh, Razzo Rizzo from Midnight Cowpoke, Frau Farbissina, and CM Punk. Huh I'm gonna say not me. But am I supposed to guess who who it okay, is? Okay. Uh, well, yours, mine, or ours? Oh, oh can it be ours? <laughs> it is ours. <laughs> it is ours. We cooked these three up after one too many apple teenies one oh, night dear. out in Santa B, Barbara. Ah, got it. <laughs> and uh, we just, you know, we were riffing. Uh, and just having, having, uh, having a laugh, and we wound up
2: creating three huge characters that are still part of pop culture today. We said, what if there, we said, what if, uh, Dr. Evil had sort of a female sidekick, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. what if there were a straight-edge wrestler, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. uh, what if the, uh, Midnight Cowpoke had a friend? Mm.
0: Yeah. Great. Who was dying of tuberculosis.
2: Mm-hmm. We and we, we, should, were, we said he should cough a lot. That was my one note for that character. Yeah,
0: and we were bussing up. Yeah, and then we and then we went out and we buss up America with those characters. Now, great, great job. <laughs> now, oh, that, the, was, that yep. was a good game. The, I thought
1: it I was fun. It. I'm not sure, did anybody win?
2: Oh, the listeners always win on oh, this okay. show. All right, oh good. <laughs> we want to talk a little about you. You've done uh, some. Improvisational, some uh, improv comedy. Yes, in the past, you have some experience with that. Absolutely, Sean and I are big fans. Okay, Uh, I love watching it, but we've mm. always wonder. We have a lot of questions about it just from the from the outside.
0: Yes, well, to Uh me, possibly the only thing scarier than Frankenstein's Mm
2: -hmm. is (laughs) improv.
0: Oh, Oh, okay, fair, (laughs) fair play, mummies. And then I would say improv. Oh, okay. Because going out there, I mean, how scared are you?
1: (laughs) Well, one of the things that people don't talk about it too much, but you know how there are like four different levels at UCB. Mm. And, you know, if you make it past level one and level two and level three and you're on your way into level four, what happens is that you at that point are brought to see a doctor. And this doctor, and it's a very they've gotten it to the point now. I mean, literally thousands of people have come through the system where it's minimally invasive and it's not dangerous at all, but there is the fear center of your brain that is simply severed. I mean, they've gotten to a point where they can just find where where fear resides in your lizard brain and just wow. and take it out. And it's gone. And it's it's great for improvisation. It's terrible for so many of the other aspects of an improviser's life, mm. like driving. I and, see and, all
2: these improvisers mm. driving very fast around the city. They and literally have no wild. capacity
1: for fear. Wow. And fear, you know, some yeah. might say, is something that has evolved within us as, as a way of protecting us from danger. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but that's, look, I mean. But it, it's
0: also protecting us from doing good, funny improv. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, that's exactly right. And if you want to make it into level four, which also there are lots of other perks of level four, somebody brings ooh coo- speak on that. Somebody brings cookies to every class. Ooh, and you know I'm not saying that they're the best. You know, they're, I'm, we're not talking about uh, little schoolboy cookies or anything like. You know, I mean those are the best, right? You're not. Prof- you're
2: not professional chefs. You know, you're, no, know so no, necessarily no. not the no. little schoolboy himself. Yeah,
1: but. Uh, Sometimes they're day-old bakery cookies, you know, the ones that are shaped like leaves and whatnot, and no, you
2: know, nobody likes those out of season. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. That cookies. Yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah,
1: but uh, but there's cookies there nonetheless, and so that's, you know, and you're not afraid
2: to eat a stale cookie at that point. Mm. There's no. Fear. Oh yeah, I've yeah. had that experience that I think we've all had in the city where we're in a, a some group event with improvisers, and they'll just start base jumping. Yeah. you know just out of you know you'll be oh, having yeah. a conversation with them and then they'll just run away and base jump yeah the survival rate for people who do this is is low you know you don't live Pretty long low, once yeah. you've had
1: once you've had the fear center of your brain removed uh but it's worth it i mean you burn brightly on stage for those few years that you're around before you go plunging off a building
0: what great scoops for our scoop troop this was the real I, peek inside how the
2: UCB works. I've always wondered, yeah. just as a as a fan of of this kind of comedy, what uh, Ryan Styles is like when he's off the stage, and is he doing that stuff? Like, is does he have that same energy? Is he coming up with as much yeah. good stuff, just when he's ta- having like a personal conversation with a friend? Well, as you know, you know the UCB is Matt Walsh, Matt
1: Besser, Ian Roberts, Amy Poehler. Brian Styles Imogene Coca and uh, Mel uh, Mel Brooks mm. and then there's a bunch of other guys but yeah Styles is always on uh-huh. he is never off to the point where he has gotten to a point where he can be doing those bits and getting a solid eight hours of sleep mm. at the same time so you I it's horrible from what I've heard you know to live with him or share a hotel room with him or whatever because he's literally sleeping but he is doing those bits that we love from whose line is it anyway while getting a solid 8 hours of sleep is it true literally that, always on is it
2: true that he has a full-time prompt guy prompt guy mm-hmm. like what do you mean a guy who gives him prompts for improv oh games. like
1: suggestions and stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah yeah oh he has to he I, he absolutely has to it's not it's not something he wants necessarily it's just if he didn't have it, he'd run out of stuff, and and it would God only knows what would happen. So yeah, there's just a guy that walks around with him who who at this point they've got it down. To Styles doesn't even have to ask for it. This guy knows I'll throw in a location, I'll throw him an occupation. You know, if, in, if they're, in they're the out style and
0: about, of a western, yes, yes, yeah.
1: mm. a genre. If they're out and about, he'll grab something that could be used as a prop. You know, and hand it to him, and Styles will just like come up with different uses for the prop or whatever. And you know, it's fine. It's not a big deal actually. You just get used to seeing him with this guy you know and but they're out 24/7 i mean this guy has got i don't know when this guy sleeps cuz during the night while styles is getting his 8 hours of sleep and doing bits this guy's throwing him stuff and it's it's another reason you don't want to share a hotel room with
0: styles to double back for just a moment yes. i've heard that Imogene coca can be pretty mean between improvs yeah. she's electric on stage right but is it true that it's sort of a david letterman thing where when you're not actually In the moment, performing, uh, you're not allowed to look at her?
1: Uh, I mean, you can look at her, but you will get punched, you know? Mm. So it's just a trade-off. And I wouldn't go anywhere near, like, a flight of stairs when she's around just because it's irresistible for her to push somebody down or trip them downstairs. Um, But other than that, like, a lot of fun. Also a lot of fun.
2: Andy, uh, yes, we we know you like to sort of keep a private relationship with the media and with your fans, and you don't mm. really uh, answer a lot of questions, but. No coming on this show we like to break down those walls between uh, Well, I feel fans as I say, the, I feel that this is a safe space to really kind of let my real showbiz personality. So this is a segment called the Popcorn Gallery Great. uh where we submit uh, qu- we take submissions for questions from our listeners uh, yeah. for for our guests on the show and we say popcorn instead of peanut gallery because popcorn is like a food that you eat at the at the movies and this is a show about Hollywood, Hollywood where movies. we wake where we make movies. Mm. Listen, I love that. Uh, so let's reach into the into the popcorn bag. Yeah. Ooh, fluffy one. Do you always
0: do that? Or P- play the popcorn gallery yeah. sound effect? Yeah, yeah. We always have the engineer hit the soundboard button and free uh, for every question and
2: we okay. play the drop.
1: Oh okay, all right. All right, good.
2: <laughs> this question <laughs> is from our listener Joe McGurl. And this is sort of a variation on something we've talked about a little bit on this show. Mm-hmm. Uh Mr. Daly, when you are in the funny zone, are you aware of what you're doing or is it like hulking out where you have no memory of what happened after you leave the funny zone? Oh, wow.
1: Well, this is obviously an incredibly insulting question because uh th- the implication here is that I is that I do leave the funny zone. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh I literally have no idea what it looks like outside the funny zone.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm.
1: Uh, I'm a little like the boy in the bubble in that regard. He can't leave the bubble or he'll die. Yeah. Uh, I don't know the way out of the funny zone anymore. I'd love to get out of the funny zone. I'd love to be out there amongst regular people enjoying a, a regular life, going to the post office without being hilarious while I'm there, going grocery shopping without realizing a thousand hilarious things about grocery shopping. It can't be done. I'm in the funny zone all the time
2: I uh, took myself out of it you remember a few years ago had that little procedure uh, to sort of see what it was like Mm -hmm. and it was sort of like the movie Pleasantville Mm. have you seen that movie where everything only a million times (laughs) where everything
1: was in black and white I've not seen Pleasantville but I am going to pretend that I did yeah black and white was very effective in that film
2: everything uh, everyone wears lame clothes uh, and everyone is afraid of making social taboos. They're terrified. Mm-hmm. And I said, Doc, you know, get me out
1: of here. So you're saying a doctor helped you get out of the funny zone and you were immediately like "Yes." There was a put me back into it
2: procedure. It's similar to the one you're talking about. They've yeah. located, you know, it's un- unwrapping the human genome, a part of that is locating yeah. the of a locating the of that is locating the of zone, locating the fear center yep. of yep. center sort of the us in and out at will. of move us in I'm sorry you told me that, because now I'm going to be tempted to have a doctor remove me from
1: the funny zone.
0: Please don't, because I tried it, and my experience was sort of like that movie Blink, if you ever saw that movie. I did Uh, not, but again, I I loved it. A woman has her sight restored, and um, it's coming back gradually. Yep. uh, And so she's seeing flashes of things and realizes that she's witnessed a murder but you know can't fully see all of it that's or something like plot. that that's
1: the exact same plot as awakenings exact same plot as awakenings
0: i agree and and so i remember turning to the doctor and saying doctor get me out of here by getting me back in there and in there was the funny zone right um, get me out of not being in the funny zone because what because what i realized was without the ability to laugh mm. the world is a pretty scary sad place mm-hmm. And so it was sort of like getting your sight back and witnessing a murder right away. As you see the tragedy and it's just too much for me to handle if I can't just laugh and just throw my head back and laugh and
2: laugh. If you want to yeah. talk about this procedure, if you like want a card or something, I have actually been told that within a couple of years you'll be able to just do it on your phone. Oh. So it just switch it on and off from your phone. Well,
1: you know, that's going to be a real tough one for me.
2: Like everything these days.
1: Mm-hmm. Boy, I'll tell you, no kidding. These phones unbelievable. They're literally like computers in your pocket. I'm glad you brought that up. Speak on
0: that. Please speak on that.
1: Well, okay. Look, I don't want to date myself, but I was around before you had computers in your pocket, and now you do. That is all I have to say about it.
0: Uh, Hayes slipped me a, a pretty uh, funny joke on a piece of paper just a moment ago. Oh, fantastic. Where uh, when you said, I don't want to date myself, he said, Hey, I don't want to date him either. And I think that it's just, mm-hmm, a, mm-hmm. he's just teasing. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: but I think that's a great example of being in the moment. Yes. That's not how I actually feel. You know, like when you come up with a joke, it doesn't mean it's real. No,
1: no, 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 no. And that is important for people to understand. I think a lot of people who are outside of comedy don't understand that. Yes. That jokes are not. Yeah. yeah, They're they're not not, all
2: jokes is real. They're not necessarily
1: the 100% truth at all times. That's good that we, that's good that we brought that up.
2: Such a powerful thing to teach them. Let's, uh, let's reach back into the, into into the popcorn bag. I really hope I'm not insulted again. (laughs) Andrew can you hit the button again?
0: Sorry.
2: Mmm. Popcorn.
1: That sounded slightly different that time. That's interesting. Do you have multiple takes of it on there? Same drop. It's the same drop? Oh, then I must be wrong.
2: This is a question from our listener, Octor Octopus. Andy, you starred as the evil Mayor Brown in the live-action animated movie Yogi Bear. Mm. How much time did you have to spend in the motion capture suit for them to bring all of your lifelike motions onto the screen?
1: Oh, ah, well, here we are again. Back to the subject of motion capture. Uh, that film, you know, I I guess I, I, it's not cool to say this because other actors were credited in the other roles, but I... I, I did the body motions of all the characters.
2: Uh huh. Mm, I so, knew it. Yeah,
1: you can kind of tell. I think I like to think I have a versatile body, and and I do. But there are times when you can tell that it's you know, that's not just in Timberlake. Sure, that's no me.
0: effing way, yeah. no effing way. That's T J Miller in that. Right, right. In that one scene.
2: Yeah. We sometimes say that that's all acting is, is just moving your body. And I think no one embodies that, so to speak, as much as as much as Andy Daly.
1: But to answer the question, I spent three years in a motion capture suit uh, down there in uh, New Zealand uh, under the guiding hand of Peter Jackson. Not, not in the sense that he was there or had anything to do with the project, but just in the sense that if you're doing that kind of work, you are in Movies. some way guided by yeah, by yeah. Peter Jackson. Mm-hmm. The spirit of him, uh, his spirit pervades New Zealand. Mm. Uh, yeah, so it was about what did I say? Three years, about three years.
0: Three years, three years honoring P.Jacks in that suit. Yeah.
2: Okay, I think there's one more question in the bag. Oh, one that, last uh, question. Okay.
0: Sound effect. One more time. <laughs>
2: Oh. I'm pretty sure it was an mmm last time. Wasn't it an mmm? Andy, here's a question from our listener, Scoops. Andy, you are one funny guy. Would you call your head a giggle nut or the laugh melon? Would I call my head a
1: giggle nut or the laugh melon? Yes. My friend, that's what's known as a false choice. My head can be both a giggle nut and a laugh melon.
2: Sometimes it's a. you wake up, it's a giggle nut.
1: Yeah. Sometimes it's a Laugh Melon. You know, the idea that I would ha- somehow have to choose between those two is I, I just call bullshit on it. I think it's both. I think it's always been both. And, uh, and I'm proud of that. What is it today? Uh, I, it, it is both. Okay. Simul- at the same time. It's a giggle nut and a Laugh Melon. And it feels great. And by the way, nuts and melons together is not your first thought of a, of a dessert. But try it sometime. Some walnuts, right? Uh, cashews, along with some cantaloupe and honeydew melon. I mean, that's great. That right there is all I need for dessert. I'm about, sorry to be so controversial.
2: You mean all those f- flavors of ice cream? Uh, that's not what I'm talking about, but I don't disagree with that either. That's sometimes all I need for a dessert is four, four, four different flavors of ice cream. Different four ice different, different flavors of ice cream, and I'm yeah. good.
0: I'm good. I'm good to go. I'm not greedy. Just give me four different ice creams, mm-hmm. unique ones like that, yeah. and I am basically all set. Some kind of cookie to eat it with. A couple of cream pies. Well, and naturally, I, if it's dessert time, there's cream pies there's on the table. Pies. But I'm saying, in addition to that, yeah. I'm pretty much happy with just four ice creams, some kind of cookie to eat it with, yeah, and maybe a chocolate candy, like and a c- peanut butter cup or... Yeah,
1: something like that.
0: A seven-layer cake seven layer cake or a tiramisu mhm i mean that's all i need i'm yeah. a simple guy you know as hollywood as we get sure, it's still the simple thing we to like it's still the dessert. little things
2: we're just like At other people all. and that we like dessert yeah we just can afford more of it in one regard yes mhm dandy thank you so much for joining us oh it was my pleasure thanks for listening rate us on itunes Chat with us on the forums, we've got a Facebook page, and please, please buy the pro version. We've got some really nice goodies in the pro version this week. So important that you buy the pro version. We have our Skype, Sean's and I, our Skype names, our Skype IDs, so you can see when we log in and log out. We're not going to talk to you, but you can track our... But just knowing that we're on there has got to be a big rush. You can track our Skype activity, Uh, and... That is a big gift. That's what they get with the pro package? Yeah, it's one thing that they get. And uh, Freya bought the pro version last week, uh, and she wins today's pro version prize, which is Andy Daly will turn her into a character Okay. uh, and do one line in the voice of this newest character, Freya, on this podcast right now.
1: Yeah, that sounds great. (laughs) (laughs) When does that happen? Whenever you're ready. Oh, boy, I bought the pro version. Now I can take a bath.
0: (laughs) Bye. Bye. So long. This has been an Earwolf Media Production. Executive Producers Jeff Ulrich and Scott Ackerman. For more information, visit Earwolf.com.
2: Earwolf Radio Boom.com The Wolf Dead.
1: That was a headgum podcast.